Natalie Berkey here. I'm really excited for the next Lampshade Media Show on February 28th. It's going to be Brooke Cardis, Pat Deering, and Johnny Collins. Check it out. This is Lampshade Media Presents Unnecessary Stairs with Joel Good. Good. Welcome to Lampshade Media Presents Unnecessary Stairs. Unnecessary Stairs? Yeah, man. The fuck is that? Well, that's the name that I've picked up. Uh, Courtney uh, suggested it, and I realized the genius immediately. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Both of you are piles of shit. Unnecessary (laughs) stairs? How are you supposed to get into a basement without stairs? Well, those would be necessary stairs, I feel. Those are very necessary stairs. Yeah, I mean, you're drawing a a distinction between uh, the basement and then just stairs that lead to nothing. Yeah. You need to have stairs in order to go to a basement in in which you record this podcast that is in a basement. What about those like stairs at a dog park where they just go up and then back down? Those are very unnecessary stairs. Yeah, this is I think this is what Courtney was talking about. I guess, but... Those are like cardio stairs, nonetheless. Well, I've actually like already been working with uh, merchandising a whole new uh, brand of of stairs for uh, workout videos and such. Uh, Lampshade Media's unnecessary stairs. Um, very excited about it. Uh, we're putting a lot of money into it. Unless you know? you're putting a lot of money into unnecessary stairs. Is what you just told me. Well, like, well, yeah. Are you saying I shouldn't? Yeah, I'm saying yeah. Back out of that immediately. <laughs> Terrible investment. I don't know why you would do that shit. Ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, you know Courtney. She wouldn't lead me wrong, would she? I mean, she might. She might be fucking with you this whole time. <laughs> oh my god! I hope she's not fucking with me. It's actually never occurred to me that that uh, that that comics would be just straight leading me astray with these names. It's weird because that thing sort of thing is happening a lot. You know. You now I'm now I'm very suspect of Courtney. But you wouldn't, right? No. Who, me? No. Absolutely you're not. A good, you're a good guy. Yeah, why would I do that? My, it's literally like my last name. <laughs> yeah. If you had to uh, if you had to wrestle with uh, how good of a person you are with the last name being good? No. I mean, it just works out. It's good. You know, I'm good. Let me, ask, let me ask you this. Can a person with the last name of good pick a bad podcast name? Uh, probably not. I mean, because either way, it's a good name. I wish it was my podcast, and then it would just be the good podcast. It might only cost me thirty bucks to cancel that check to the uh, to the to the stair people. What you've got something better? Uh, uh, potentially. I don't know. There's lots of names. A the good podcast. I'm on it right now. Call it the good episode at least. (laughs) Uh, otherwise, I don't know. Let's see. Mel, we got Mel's Maleficent podcast. (laughs) And not not like Maleficent the you could have the little parentheses not Maleficent the the, the Disney movie the Disney movie just <laughs> just, just I do not want to fuck with Disney okay they're strong yeah don't do that they're powerful They'll, people yeah well they probably won't pick up on this necessarily <laughs> but, but what, are you trying to, what are you trying to say no I mean I'm not saying <laughs> anything in particular they might check a six one four ad one time or whatever and then just like come down on their hard but. Uh, 
I wouldn't be too concerned about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, maybe uh, you know, I'm 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 still on a fence. Maybe we'll come back to it. Think about that. If yeah. you uh, you know, well, yeah, we'll think about it. Well, yeah, I'll wrap my brain. <laughs> Oh man, so uh, you were on the show recently, man. What'd you think of the uh, What'd you think of the the live show? That was spectacular. I yeah, have you done real. a lot of house shows? Uh, not really, actually. Like that was the first one, I believe, and then you know, just l- last Thursday, I did the Super Dope Comedy Festival as a house show. Yeah, 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 fuck yeah! Shout out to Dan Seabree. Dan Seabree. Yeah, Thanks man, and they uh, and they they did pretty good over there, I right hear. It was a good time. Yeah. So what was that? How was that house show? Uh, uh compared to this one like i'm sure there's different uh you know aesthetics to each uh person's house and well, so, so it was on. good i mean the theirs was in the basement but they had like a, a good cool basement, basement show yeah. yeah and they had a really powerful toilet i remember i remember being scared by the toilet when i went to go pee <laughs> like it really sucks it down there and then i come out and like it's like you guys that toilet's wild and this girl's like what i'm like that toilet like blasts i'm, I'm telling you <laughs> And then it just looked like a weirdo because I got scared of the toilet, but <laughs> it was a powerful toilet. And then later on, other people confirmed that with me. They were like, yeah, man. This is the talk, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's powerful stuff. <laughs> uh, besides the toilet, it was a good time. It was awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I like a good powerful uh, flush, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, so do I. I don't like, want to I appreciate struggle, it, you know? but like, it was, I was shocked by it. I always feel a little awkward when the toilet has to struggle with my... Uh, yeah, with my, I don't like that at all. My debris. Mm-hmm. I pooped at some people's houses and it just kind of swirls around there for a little too long for my liking. I get nervous and then God forbade... Like, what if I were to clog that toilet down there in the basement right oh, before the show yeah. had happened? And then you're that guy. Yeah, that would be awful. So yeah, it's best to overdo it than to underdo it. No, I'm saying. I, I hear that. So... so. <laughs> So anyway, two house shows. You doing more? I'll do more. You, house like, shows. you like the house show? Yeah, I'm into it. It's very cozy environment. Like I feel all... like th- even the fact that you like you're seeing where these people shit. Whoever owns this house, this is like their intimate space, and you're there. Yeah, and everyone's there. I feel like there's a community building thing about that. Like, yeah, I'm in this person's actual space. Yeah, so they opened this and... home. Yeah, for us to do this little show, and you know the. Like the house show is like it's conducive for comedy. It's got low ceilings generally. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like especially for like a small comedy show, it's good. Yeah, packs everyone in. Well, you know, people ask me about <laughs> the Lampshade Media Presents live shows. Uh, oh, well, you know, you're gonna grow out of your living room, right? And I'm like, well, probably not. Like, I'm I might grow there. In, in, you know, maybe you know if everything goes great, uh, demand will increase. But uh, what we have in my living room is the ability to record a podcast without actual bar noise in the background interfering, and it's more of a listening room. And you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. way more intimate. Everybody's there to laugh and not to do. Uh, other things while they're watching the show, you know? So uh, it, it creates kind of a perfect atmosphere for comedy, I think. Yeah, it's good. It's <laughs> yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Both of those shows were like amongst the best shows I've, I've done so oh, far. Oh, really? For sure, yeah. Oh, wow. You were fucking fantastic. Yeah. I ain't never did 20 minutes before either, so that was cool. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, we were talking earlier, and you said you've only been doing comedy for a couple of years. Yeah, two years. And that's like, in, in the comedy realm, that's basically, uh, you're a baby. I've heard that, yeah. I mean, Surprised you're a young that. man anyway, but uh, but shit, you've, you're, you've come a long way in two years. Yeah, try my darndest, you know. 
I, how many, I mean, honestly though, like how many people have been performing two years that have done 20 minutes, uh, you know, and put it together nicely? I don't know. I don't know if you're paying attention or not. Like if you're like comparing yourself to all your friends, this is what I, I, mean, I do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I do, but like, I don't know exactly how long each of my friends have been doing comedy and how many have done like a solid 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You seem way too chill to be that uh, competitive. Yeah, like looking, yeah. Yeah. You're just doing your thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know you just got to be cool you don't want to be a turd like calling out motherfuckers like that motherfucker got 20 minutes yet he's been doing it three years pulled together <laughs> <laughs> that's not cool oh shit man you know i i would have never guessed that you you have uh that level of comfort i feel like with the audience where you're just like they're there with you and you're just like having a conversation word does that make sense yeah i get that I'm mean, a little more script like I'm bad at like crowd work, which I know is like kind of different than what you're saying. But like, I don't really interact with the crowd. Like I'll look at them and then, yeah, sometimes. But normally I have like basically a script I read. Yeah, when I said uh, conversing with the audience, I didn't actually mean crowd work, like going yeah, back yeah. and forth with them. I meant like that, um, that thing that comics do where where they're talking to the audience, but it feels like a conversation. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I did see a show recently that was that was kind of awkward, and nobody was there for the comedy. And one of the one of the comics, the headliner performing, like the way that he dealt with the fact that nobody was there for the comedy, everyone was just there at the bar to drink. Is he interacted with each person at the venue individually <laughs> that was sitting at the bar? Oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was like the only way to get their attention. It does kind of happen, like yeah, a lot. It's they have to like yell at people in order to get yeah. them to pay attention, which because it's not like you're bombing at that point. Yeah, because just, bombing is a room of people that are there to hear you that yeah. hate it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, everyone is totally indifferent towards you, right? And then they're you know it's silence as a result, or worse, a ruckus because they're talking to each other. Exactly. Instead. And yeah. that was the, I think that was the situation at this show. Yeah. The only way he, like people were just like, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, then yeah. when he talked to him, everyone was quiet and like, Oh, Oh, he's hitting somebody up directly low. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Everybody was all attention. And then he'd go to do his material. In this case, it was a guy. He'd go to do his material and, uh, and everybody'd be like, blah, blah, blah. Where he's done now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. What was the uh, so? What's like the worst uh, worst show you've done? You got any good uh, good good di- or uh, uh, bomb stories? Oh, I did because uh, the only one I we and we went over this at uh, like the show because I think this question was asked. But uh, the spectators lounge there with Mister Old School, he hosts that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I and that was like the only like book shows on where I just ate piles of shit. Like I eat piles of shit at open mics all the time. But like there, I did like a full ten minutes, and then it was like nothing. It was it was so bad. It was the yeah, it was the worst I ever felt. Everyone's like, I don't even like lamps. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did my whole thing, and they're just, uh, didn't like that at all. So good times, good times. <laughs> Something I'm curious about with you is like you have like you have a style that's kind of silly, right? Yeah, you're a silly, silly, silly boy, silly Billy. <laughs> <laughs> so like was that uh like a thing when you were coming up and you were like 
feeling funny as a kid and stuff like that? Were you watching like the Adam Sandler or were you like what what was your what was your like comedy? I mean, I, I liked Adam Sandler as much as any other I twelve year old did or yeah, whatever, sure. you know. And uh I don't know, like Mel Brooks and whatnot. Okay. But uh I don't know, I just feel like silly is the best way to get going. I like I mean, I don't know, it's just like my style naturally. I don't mean to <laughs> <laughs> I never was like, I'm going to be silly. I just was silly. So do you feel, I th- I feel, I, I think sometimes that, that comedy uh, has a, a way of being deeply introspective, but then also deeply distracting. So like we can laugh to uh, forget about real shit. And then we can also laugh about how silly we are as people and yeah. how, you know what I mean? And laugh at ourselves and think about, you know, humanity and, and politics and, and all of the ridiculousness in life. But those are two different things, right? Sometimes we just want to laugh to forget and have a good time. And I feel like maybe you fall into that, into the former, right? Yeah. You're more like, like just like, you know, laughing at silliness and forget about. Yeah, it's like, let's be goofy for five minutes or 20 minutes at a time. It'll be fun. We all can just giggle. <laughs> about stuff that we see randomly or that I see randomly. Like it's really, you know, I'm dumb. So like to put the filter through the dumb lens and then everyone's like, Oh, wait a second. <laughs> I've been dumb like that before. So that's, yeah, you, you, uh, you allow the audience to see, see themselves through you. Like I'm also dumb. Like yeah, yeah. you might, re- you might relate to this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how many of your uh, your bits, like uh, like the Lamp Store bit and the Whoopsie Daisy, is this like observations that you had in real life? Lamp Store was like a real, like there was literally a Lamp Store that I walked by at like 9 p.m. in the summertime, you know, and it was closed. <laughs> it's, it's like right next to Fours, and uh, like it was closed. I'm like, why is this Lamp Store closed right now? <laughs> if all these lamps were on right now, I'd be like, let's go check out those lamps. <laughs> And so I like made a mental note of that, and then just kind of riffed off that. <laughs> the what was the other one? The the manslaughter. The w- oh yeah, the manslaughter one. Yeah, the manslaughter sounds awful, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> manslaughter. Yeah, when it actually is like usually an accident. <laughs> like murder, murder. You could be talking about crows. <laughs> Stupid manslaughter sounds violent. No bueno. Do you uh you are you the type that carries a notepad with you for those kind of observations, or you just like lock that shit away? I'd really try to remember. It. Like I don't have. I kind of probably should because there's a lot of stuff I think of where I'm like, oh yeah, that's good, and then I'll totally forget about it an hour later, if that long, much longer. So I really probably should carry a notebook around, but nobody just try to keep it in my brain till I get home, <laughs> and then you're like just committed to memory from there. Yeah, yeah. Just repeat it to yourself. Well, no, I I have like a notebook at home, but I just don't carry around one around with me. Yeah, the little back pocket number. Yeah, yeah. everybody's using their phone now. I don't like. I don't like using my phone. You're kind of old school, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, it's like main thing is like sometimes I like to use my list on stage, especially when I'm trying new stuff, and my phone like you know locks. I don't want to have to open it up, and I know there's a way to keep it open for longer or whatever, but I'm just, I don't want to scroll through and just have a little piece of paper. What's wrong with the fucking piece of paper? And just slap it on the thing. It's yeah. disposable. You know, I guess it's not good for the environment, but. Well, I mean, it's paper. Gotta, it's biodegradable at least. Yeah. Was, yeah, exactly. It was probably recycled I mean, at least once. Yeah, hopefully. And then maybe I'll throw it in the recycling. You don't know. 
<laughs> Get all we can <laughs> out of this paper. Did, yeah, I used that same paper 40 times on accident. <laughs> so, uh, what's your uh, what kind, what what's your favorite like national comic? What have you been watching? I really like uh like Hannibal Burris. Yeah? Yeah. One of my favorites. He has a good way of uh telling like he'll t- tell the same jokes but like as if he's thought of it for the first time you know what i'm saying so he's got a really good performance yeah he's got like a really good cadence yeah to him which i appreciate and then i don't know uh michael che michael che is really good i don't know if i'm familiar familiar with him but he has this bit about white girls adopting pit bulls (laughs) and make it like because pit bulls used to be hardcore but now like all these white girls are adopting pit bulls or whatever (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know it's funny i know john mulaney yeah mulaney's kind of a uh a hit right now. Yeah, yeah. Lenny's killing it. Those, yeah. I, I, I've never heard of Michael Che. I might, I might have recognized him, but I know uh, Melanie and Burris. Yeah. I know uh, uh, Gullman just came out with a with a uh, an hour on uh, HBO. I, you know, I remember him from like way long ago, seeing one of his specials where he talked about grapes Oreos, and maybe? grapefruit. No, he talked about he loves grapes, hates grapefruit, and yet. <laughs> Grapefruit's named after grapes somehow. <laughs> that sounds, and I, yeah. I remember agreeing wholeheartedly. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fuck grapefruit. Grapes are delicious. <laughs> I actually love grapefruit, so really? I don't know what to Gross. say about that. You put sugar on it or anything? No. No, I like the you, tartness. Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking Fresca right now. This is a grapefruit soda, my friend. Gross. It's delicious, okay? I don't like it. I have cherry Coca-Cola. Ooh. Okay, that's a lot of sugar. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you're like that's why I'm so <laughs> sweet. Yeah, baby, <laughs> it's got a lot of sugar, but big deal. What? How much? I bet that's got a good amount of sugar in it. Oh, Fresco? No, no, it's full of aspartame. Aspartame? Oh, gross. See, that's worse. I, no, it's, it's not really better. worse, but it's way better. Maybe for you, but I hate, I hate that aspartame, like Diet Coke. I hate. Yeah, so much. I, I do too. Yeah, but. It just goes. It goes better. I'm I'm pro aspartame. Well, I'm anti aspartame. Well, fuck you. <laughs> well, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> aspartame. <laughs> that shit out of my drinks. I want. Fuck you, it, aspartame. <laughs> like if I'm gonna drink soda pop, that's that's what bothers me. Is people drink soda and it's like you might as well get the sugar. This is, like it's not good for you altogether. You might as well get a good. I think some people like the the weird fake sugar taste. It's the thing. Yeah. I don't. I, I hate it. It gives me like a headache too a little bit. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. That's fair enough, man. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I know it's fucking fair enough. <laughs> Try putting a sugar-free root beer in a root beer float. Just like nasty garbage water, I bet. That would be weird because would you have the sugar-free ice cream as well? Is there... Is, uh, I didn't know there was sugar-free ice cream. There's got to be. <laughs> there, you know probably, there, is. there probably is, but that sounds <laughs> awful. Just don't eat root beer float. Get some oranges or some shit. Well, they got sugar in them too, right? They got like natural sugars. Yeah, but that comes with a natural fiber from what I understand that's yeah. healthy. I don't know what the fuck to think. All I know is if uh, my co-producer Tyson was down here, he would start uh, tirading us with all of the facts of the situation. Facts of the sugar or- and oranges situation? Yeah, well, like any health topic if he's actually overhearing this right now he might run down here to tell us a thing or two oh, that's interesting. he loves like anytime like oh yeah that's uh that's healthier that's not and then all of a sudden like tyson appears around the corner and he's like actually let me tell you about health <laughs> whatever happened to, i think bread 
bread's gotten a bad rap. Remember when you were a kid and bread was at the bottom of the food pyramid and you're supposed to eat the fuck out of bread? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out that food pyramid was made by lobbyists yeah, or yeah, uh, companies still. that produce the products. I like bread. Bread's good. Yeah. It's... Remember, or even like beyond that, like biblically, it's like... <laughs> You steal loaves of bread and stuff, family or whatever, shit like that. Like people used to survive off of bread. What happened? Where were all the celiacs and fucking? <laughs> it's our the soft 1500s. culture. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of softies. Our out soft there. culture has created celiacs. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on. Fucking mangoes and shit, <laughs> and avocados. Yeah, I love, I love, I actually like both of those things. But still, I like <laughs> bread as do. well. I like avocado toast. It's good. There, yeah, that's, there's nothing bit more hipster you've said yet. Well, I mean, I actually haven't ate it a lot, but like, I like bread and avocados. I'd imagine that'd be good. Put some salt and pepper on it. An egg on there? Yeah. Yeah. Throw an egg on there. How do you, how do you like your eggs? Okay, so uh, I have a method so that is that. my favorite method. Okay, so... I, I like I like uh, uh, poached eggs, but I like what I like to do is put maybe fifty percent apple cider vinegar in the in the water. So they're really like they got that apple cider uh, going. It, it it actually colors the uh, the uh, white, yeah, a uh, little a little orange, and it's uh, gives a tartness to the eggs. I forget how one to be honest. I forget how one poaches an egg. At Bob Evans, you forgot that you don't serve them poached there. Or what? No, we don't. We have, but we, we have basted. I always they always ask for poached. I'm like, they told me to say that the closest thing we have is basted, which yeah. I don't know. Where so you throw an ice cube egg? and put a lid on? Um, yeah, I yeah. Uh, you you just you put water in a pan and, uh, and it's like warm the water up and put. Usually you just put a little vinegar and that holds the yolk together. But I put like a shit ton of uh, apple cider vinegar in and it actually flavors the egg. It's my favorite way to eat eggs. That on toast, maybe with some avocados. So you put the egg in the boiling water? I'm confused. Not boiling, but warm. It's like, yeah, the water cooks the egg. It floats. Huh. They all float down here. Uh, <laughs> I saw the original. It yeah. was good. I didn't need to see the regular ones or the new ones. Yeah. Did you see Tim the new Curry, ones, man. though? No, I didn't. You're like, fuck them all. I mean, I didn't. I'm not like, fuck them, but I'm just like, I saw the. Tim Curry, who could beat Tim Curry? I'm not concerned. I don't about think that anyone shit. can beat Tim Curry. Yeah, so I was like, eh, I'll wait till they're on video, and they might be on video now. I still haven't seen them. What on Netflix? That's the third. <laughs> that's the third chapter of waiting for shit. This is. Do you remember me telling you about Amber Falter calling? Basically, said you were like an old man that time traveled and came back in <laughs> yeah, a young man's body, that, but yeah. but then also simultaneously understood uh, the new culture we're in and not to be shitty to women and, and people of color and so on. And you're like, word. yeah, cool. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. All right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing for her, but that's yeah, basically what she said. I'm down with the gays, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, I, you're like a, like a fucking noir detective that's silly. <laughs> yeah this is like my favorite story and i've i think i've told this maybe like fucking a dozen times since it's happened because it's so goddamn funny to me <laughs> my favorite story is we oh, were yeah. at uh <laughs> we, we were at uh, uh a night with the berkeys over at cafe kerouac on a friday night a first friday if you're ever in the neighborhood yeah come on down um and then that's followed up directly by wonder doug's variety show it's a great twofer it's a good night yeah. Night with the berkeys wonder doug variety show boom boom 
Bye, pal. But in any case, uh, I need a ride. You were driving, so I rode with you. And we pull up to uh, Shrunken Head, which is in the short north you know, area. And I'm like, oh, they just changed parking rules, Joel. You can't really park here. And you're like, nah, man. It's cool. <laughs> and you crack open your glove box, <laughs> and you pull out a parking ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you got to put it under your windshield. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, really? You think that'll work? And you're like, hmm. So you pulled out a second part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's it, like, I don't know if it worked. I think it worked that night. No. No. No, you t- It's worked before. <laughs> you got towed that night. <laughs> I didn't get towed that night. Yes, you did. Did I? Yeah, dude, I hit you up the next time I saw you. I'm like, how'd that work out? You're like, man, I got towed. <laughs> Fuck, maybe I did. That was a that was a bad spot because I've I swear to God I've done that and it's worked. <laughs> and someone showed me that, and they said it worked. <laughs> it has worked before, but not on that occasion. No, apparently. it seems like a really good diversionary tactic. Yeah, I mean, that, I went, oh, they already got a ticket. No you just had this one like hard edge, like you know, nosy parking yeah, meter person. Dweeb, which I mean, I suppose I should have known because of the people who become traffic meters or whatever people, you know, they're all probably dweebs. Well, you know what? This new world we live in. This is like you're this like old school noir detective that's kind of silly. And what you don't realize because you're from the past and you just came to the future is that they're now just scanning your fucking license plate. And if you're not like, yeah. Who scans? If they see a ticket in the window, they why would it's they assume a, that someone else scans? Some sort of vehicle plate. that comes by and scans your license plate and sees if you're paid up or not. No, nah. there's no one to trick, man. It's a machine. You fucking with me? This is the new world. Who puts the book of t- tickets in your windows? Then well, I've I, seen them walking around. They have like little. <laughs> no, they're like they're like the they're like the cigarette people kind of the cigarette coupons. <laughs> they walk around. No, I've seen I've seen like ticket people. Uh, no, I've definitely argued with a, a few of them. But yeah, I would. If I caught them doing it, I'm like, I'm here now, dude. Don't, like, we're cool. I'll leave. <laughs> no, they are, like, the hardest people. Yeah. Like, they they, they don't give a shit. Because I remember one time I was at the DMV getting my, or not the DMV, the... BMV? No, the not the BMV either. The, uh, the place, the like, the lot, lot. The impound lot. Yeah, yeah, I was at the impound lot trying to go get my car back. And the people in front of me, it was, like, this really old lady and her son... And they're like one person at a time. This lady was like old as fuck, and like she had her son there, so you like hold him up. And then they were like one person at a time. And this guy was like yelling at him to let her go with his mom, who was a like you know old grandma. Mm. And the guy's like, you can't even just be like a human being right now. He's like, nope, I don't give a fuck. And then just stop talking. <laughs> so <they> buzzed <laughs> her through, and she had to go like saunter out there by herself. It was fucked. Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah. Well, I used to, I, I do, I've said before on the show, I do uh, carpentry and I, I do a lot of remodeling and I used to do some historical work in, uh, in Victorian village. And one of the funnest things was to take a smoke break around uh, 9.15 on uh, the day they do street sweeping and just uh, sit on the customer's porch and uh, watch the tow trucks line up and take everybody's car away. And then people like down the street, like in turn, running out of the house in their underwear, pajamas, yeah. like screaming, no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, I always <laughs> see those signs and I'm like, I get concerned. I'm like, well, it only happens like once a month or something. How important is it to clean the fucking streets? I don't get it. 
It's like the streets are dirty. They're going to be dirty. Like, what do they do to these streets that make them clean? When's like, the last time you've swept your floor? Uh, I don't know. Like me, I'm gross. So <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really count. But uh, like, <laughs> like vacuum my room probably like, and this was you know, uh, like this is fairly recent for me. Like about two weeks ago. Oh, so you just did it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know, and I, I like spot sweep my house because the Coco's living there, the little dogs so sweep up shit and whatnot when I have to, and oh, then yeah. and then dog hair if there's dog hair, which there always is with the dogs. But it, I mean, it's a very small dog. Or actually, R.I.P. Coco here. I mean, she's not dead yet, but <laughs> <laughs> she's going to die soon. <laughs> It's uh, cause it's really sad situation. She she's twenty year old dog. Mind. Oh my gosh, are you yeah. shitting me? No, no shit. A small dog. It's a small Chihuahua dog. Twenty years. Twenty years year old. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. And uh, but now she's it's like it's bad because I found her one time. I came home and she was like couldn't get up and she was in a pile of her own poo. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty sad to be honest. And then now she like falls over all the time. You've yeah. had this dog Mini, since you were fucking six? No, this isn't my dog. This oh. is my roommate's dog. Oh. Uh, Mini Gray. Shout out to Mini Gray. Killing the game. Shout out. Killing the game. Uh, yeah, it's her dog. But yeah, she just told me she's going to put her down here next Wednesday because it's a sad situation. Well, by the time this airs, the memorial will yeah. be appropriate. Yeah. R.I.P. Coco. Ads. Oh, man. I really want to practice comedy, but it is so stressful to go to open mics. I know. They're, like, super late, like, on a weeknight. Right? Hey, uh, anyone want to talk about my weird dick? Yeah, so I don't like going to open mics because sometimes comedians just talk about their weird dicks. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, terrible. I, I don't want that. No. I don't either. I also just don't want to hear the same 12. Hey, guys, uh, uh, I have some racy jokes, but, you know, I go after everyone. I don't want to hear the same 12 jokes about terrible subjects. Right. I'm really tired of racism and sexism Like while I'm trying to enjoy myself. Just like like. Laugh. Oh, my God. Everyone is so sensitive. You just can't say anything anymore. No man's land. An open mic for the rest of us. At 15 West Dunedin. Wildcats Confetti House. Every third Sunday, doors at 6.30, show at 7. Sign up online. B-Y-O-B. Yeah. Isn't that sexist towards men? No! So who is this for? Everybody, Everybody but you, bro! Hey guys, this is future Mel breaking in here. I just wanted to give a shout out to Alex Copley. Uh, he's a fan and listener, and uh, he went on iTunes and uh, rated and reviewed us, and uh, that is pretty huge. So if you use iTunes, go ahead and rate and review us. That'll be awesome. You'll at least get a shout out. Also, want to thank Platform Brewing for giving us awesome beer at our live shows. And I want to thank The Garden for their amazing sponsorship. And you guys all, uh, it's not a comedy podcast necessarily, but it does make me laugh a lot. But it also teaches me a lot about sex and uh, sexuality. Sex 1-4, the sex positive podcast in the 614. That's from the people at The Garden. And uh, you should check that out. That's a Lampshade Media production. So uh, anyway, without further ado, let's get back to Joel Good. That Joel goodness. We got Jason Smalls, who won our contest at the show you did. Oh, word. 
Now, I, did I say Smalls? I keep wanting to call him Jason Smalls. It's just Jason <laughs> Smalls. Smalls. Yeah, it's just no S. There's, this is not plural. Yeah. There's only one small. Jason's, I'm, oh. Actually, his family is probably more than one, but it's whatever. That's uh, Jason Smalls. So you're probably thinking of uh, Sandlot. Kill yeah. me, Smalls. Yeah, exactly what's happening. Yeah. That is exactly what's happening. But uh, he's got a question for you. And since uh, I'm not good at asking questions. Hello. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. We're we're hanging in there. I'm just uh, I I just every time I say your name, I, I want to say Smalls. Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> you, you get that a lot. Is this because of Sandlot? Um, yeah, for that and Biggie Smalls. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, of course. That makes sense. So you've yep. got the two I references. All, I all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like the uh, that's the thing about like people's names when like there's re- there's a single reference to be made you will have heard it a million fucking times and every time somebody's <laughs> gonna think they're a goddamn genius you yeah know, and i feel so- bad for people named luke <laughs> that is 100 percent true <laughs> <laughs> but i'm i'm used to it, 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 it it's no big deal it, it goes in one ear and out the other Word. well i'm glad you're not easily offended because i probably would have like offended you by now <laughs> no 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 man Listen, I've heard every small joke there is, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> All right, so you got a uh, you got a good question cooked up for us for for uh, Mister Good. Yeah, yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I, I think I got one. Um, oh, so boy. I actually th- this weekend myself, I've been thinking a lot about uh, just mental toughness. You know, just just stuff that I've been going through professionally and personally, stuff like that, and then it made me think a lot about you know, what it is that, um, you know, that, that you guys do. And, and it's definitely has to be tough to, you know, put yourself out there and, and you're on stage and everyone's staring at you. And, you know, you, you know, you're wondering if maybe this is going to hit and what if it doesn't. And, and, and you know, so I kind of wanted to, to see if there was an instance where you um, may have struggled with that and how did you get through it as far as, you know, first of all, just the toughness that it takes to get on stage and perform, but has there ever been one time where you may have bombed and it felt so bad that you just wanted to get off the stage? <laughs> and, and what did you do to kind of fight your way through that? Yeah, I don't know. That's wild. Because I remember when I first went on stage, I felt weird doing it. Like I went out and I was like, these motherfuckers don't want to hear some dipshit talk. <laughs> it was like that. So I had to power through that. And then that didn't go well. And then, you know, I kept doing it and then it, was it going okay for a while? And then, yeah, I've bombed since, and it feels real shitty. But I don't know. You just got to power through. You know, it's just like, I think the ultimate is like, I love to do it. So yeah. I just, you know, you got you to gotta get back up there, you know. got to get on that horse and shit. It's good. Kind of, you know. Yeah, that's good. I think, I think a lot of people will, uh, will, will love to hear that, although it sounds like it's something that's, that's simple, but, you know, um, it's still tough at the same time, but uh, yeah, so yeah, it's hard. On like, that, yeah, there's many been many a times where I've driven home like, oh, I'm a dumb, drunk, alcoholic, piece of shit, hack, asshole. <laughs> but then, <laughs> you know, you just like, eh, it'll be okay. I'll power through, and then you know, get yeah. back up there, and then you have a, you know, hopefully a good set within the next couple of days to where you don't feel like a, you know, dumb, drunk, piece of shit, asshole. Hack idiot <laughs> for like several weeks at a time, and then you know you just get back up there and you power through. Yeah, but you know there have been like uh, lulls 
you know, like sad periods. Sure. But ultimately, you just you just gotta you see keep the, on keeping on. You have the vision. You yeah. have the dream out there, and you're just making your way to it. Yeah. Right? And then another thing is, it's like I have no reason to not do it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. If I were to just like, there's no reason for me to give up necessarily because like, what am I going to do? Just work at Bob Evans now and not go out to do comedy? You know? Right. Right. So like. The, the like kind of the main thing is I might as well, <laughs> you know, just get out there. There's a uh, there's a, a a thing that I love to share with people. So if you have the YouTube's available uh, sometime, listeners, uh, check this out. Uh, Ira Glass from This American Life has a bit on creativity. So if you uh, if you Google uh, Ira Glass on creativity, you'll find this video and. It's right on the subject that we're talking about, and the way he puts it is just so, so intelligent and so uh, inspiring. But he talks about the reason people do things is because of the fact that they have good taste. You know, they want to create something because they have this really good taste, and they really they give a shit and they understand what think what sounds good or what is good or whatever. Um, and then they go ahead and they start creating and what they find immediately is that what they're creating is not up to par and then they quit. And he says what he wants, what Ira Glass says is that don't quit, produce. There will be a, there will be a period of time that your, that your shit doesn't, doesn't work. But if you continue to produce and like put yourself on a schedule and make and create and do that, it will get there. Yeah. Which I found to be very inspiring. Yeah. So. That's actually pretty cool. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. You know what's weird is that, what was that movie about McDonald's? It had like uh, Michael Keaton in it. I'm not, I'm not ringing a bell on It was uh, like the M- McDonald's founder, or like not really the founder. Cause like the Ray restaurant, Kroc? Uh, and maybe. I don't know. And maybe, I think it might have been Ray Kroc because his last name wasn't actually McDonald. But, like, there was this thing at the beginning where he was, like, because he was, like, 50, and he was going through, and he was, like, trying to, like, he was a door-to-door salesman or whatever, trying to sell milkshakes to diners and whatnot, and then he just discovered McDonald's and decided franchise or whatever. But, like, so the guy was, like, 50 years old, and he was listening to, like, this record about perseverance and whatnot. I remember that, like, like, I always think about that. It was, like, the McDonald's guy wasn't, he was 50 before he started McDonald's. Yeah, that's what you know. And fucking other people like that, you know. Louis Black was like 69 before he started. No. <laughs> he wasn't that old, but he was he was pretty he, old. He's not even that old now. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I made that age up, but still. <laughs> and then uh but yeah, something like Alexander, he was like 35 or something before like the great before he started all that wild shit. And that's like old as fuck back then. So, you know, just like, but then you hear shit like Mary Shelley was 16 when she wrote Frankenstein. I don't know. <laughs> it all kind of varies, but find inspiration to people who find uh, success in old age. I, or in whatever. my career as a carpenter, when I started building really, really fancy shit for rich people that were my age, I kind of felt away about my life. (laughs) (laughs) Shit I could never afford to make for myself. (laughs) Like, huh. Huh, so they ended up there. (laughs) So does that, Jason, does that answer your question? 
yeah, it's all about does. grit and determination, man. Yeah, goddammit. Very uh again, yeah. very old man uh old man Joel over here. Oh yeah. Uh, I would say like you get over that that bombing thing. Cuz it's like everyone bombs, you know. Yeah. Like everyone will throughout the all of the history of comedy will say that everyone bombs or whatever and then you, you just like you got to power through like the first 6 months or so to get used to it. Or you know, and like every now and again, I mean Every now and again, you gotta you get laughs or whatever, and that helps. Well, you learn from it, though. Yeah, and you, you learn it's from not it. about yeah. if you're so busy being in, insulted or or afraid of it, yeah. you you can't learn from it. Yeah, I feel like it weeds a lot of comics out, which is important because there's like too many of them. But <laughs> yeah, it weeds a lot of people out. But also, like, I mean, yeah. you you improve your joke after you yeah after the response, right? Yeah, for sure. I'll scrap a joke if it eats shit at a like a good audience like and that's how you know it's like if you do a good joke that you know is good and they laugh and then you do a bad joke and then they don't laugh and that's a bad joke you gotta get rid of it or change it you know i'm kind of rambling but yeah no no i think i think it's cool i think it's cool for people to hear especially if anyone's um aspiring to do uh to, to do the same thing you know but it's cool to know that yeah, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna fall. You're gonna get some some scratches, some scrapes, but yeah, as long yeah. as you love it, you get yeah. up, and keep pursuing it. Yeah. You know? No, man. Thanks for uh, letting us talk to you, man. Uh, how'd you like the show? Uh, I had a lot of fun. Um, I definitely. I, well, I've been there a couple of times, and I've always had a good time. Right um, so yeah, it was great. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for coming out, and uh, hopefully, uh, we'll see you uh, next time, man. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely for sure. All right, man. Uh, thank you both, man. You guys have a good night. Yep. Or, see you. Or, or see you. <laughs> All right. Ah, did did came in with my. Actually, I, you know, I meant to mention this, but uh, he's a he's a big member of the uh, of the whole vegan scene here in town. Oh, really, Mr. Mr. Small? Yeah. No S. No S. Yeah, he came in with my. I met him through my buddy uh, Dan Case, and they became uh, a vegan sometime after my friendship with him and i've just i've just chosen to love him anyway and he's <laughs> <laughs> no I, I love like actually he's introduced me to a whole ton of uh cool vegan people in town and they uh they seem to to put up with my non-vegan ways and yeah. are still cool but uh i you know learn a little bit from them yeah I, I get it i mean they've actually shown me the most amazing food i feel like vegans care more about the taste of food than anyone you'll meet yeah like they make I I I I'm I don't know. It's a weird thing, man. But like, they just like are so intentional about what they put into food and the way they make it taste. Like, it's it's so amazing. It's because they can't just fry up a steak. Yeah, or it's, whatever. It's, or, you know, I don't how know. barbaric, right? Like, yeah. just put that on fire. <laughs> Tastes good. Put some salt on it. I I, I got to admit though, like, is uh, sometimes like I'm so on the fence with that, and I should have I should have had him on the phone to represent this. Actually, I'm kind of sad about that. That was a mistake on my part, but I do feel like there's this weird, like, kind of um, this 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 uh, cave dweller in me that wants to eat off the bone. Like, there's something like you know appealing about that. We were talking about that the other night. Uh, I forget who, but it's like people like to eat nuggets more than they do like you know like half a chicken or whatever, or you know not like half a chicken, but like a quarter of a chicken, like dark meat or whatever. Yeah. And I never got that. I don't like, because nuggets 
or weird. Like I'll eat nuggets. Don't get me wrong, but I'd rather have like a leg and a thigh than yeah. some nuggets. They don't nuggets don't make me think about chicken. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. <laughs> I don't need a nugget and be like, oh yes, yeah. I love the uh, the white meat or the. I, dark I think meat. it's there, there's like a disconnect. Yeah, that's a chicken nugget. Uh, yeah. The honey mustard's pretty good on it. See, I'm like you know. I like to eat meat. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fucked up shit about, uh, uh, you know, the meat industry, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think we eat too much meat, but I'm still not going to stop eating meat altogether. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I, I'd, I'd be willing to cut back, but, you know, I need a chicken leg every now and again. Yeah. I think if, uh, I think there's a, there's a middle ground that's maybe a, a, a path we, some, I, I yeah, feel like, like I should take is where like a lot less meat. Like if I eat meat once a week, um, I, and, and only, and paid extra to buy that from someone that's like a smaller farm, yeah. that kind of thing, then I'd be doing a little bit better for everyone. Yeah. Um, so, you know. When you, yeah, when they have them in the little cages and they got all the juices in them and whatnot, yeah. it's a little fucked up, but. Anyway, I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, aside from uh, aside from loving me, do you have any other uh, any other political uh, uh, mountains that you'll die on? Oh, I don't know. I'm not gonna die on the lo- meat loving thing either. No, no, it's good. But <laughs> if someone had a solid argument, like, hey, all right, maybe. But uh, <laughs> do you find yourself like uh, kind of? Uh, pliable or middle of the road about uh kind of, conversations I mean, no, i'm pretty like much uh, i'm a i'm a liberal i would yeah. say yeah so i mean that. i mean you listen you like do you argue do you get into the debate i don't really argue that much i feel like it's yeah. a, you know you it, i don't know i don't have influence enough to more my arguing and really decide anything so i just don't do you get annoyed by people that feel like they have to constantly talk about it? A little bit, yeah. Because, like, what are you doing? It's like, just go vote. Like, you know, like, what are you trying to convince everybody? And, it, you know, most of the time I'm on your side in here in Columbus. And if I'm, if you're like a Trump person, I'm like, <laughs> but I, I'm probably not going to be able to change your mind. So I just don't, I just disengage. I'm like, all right. Have you ever like been in a situation where you were like, uh, okay, I have to say something? That's some ignorant shit. I don't know, not really. I don't think so. No, you probably no. hang out with some decent people then. Yeah, yeah. You know, the comics are, you know, mostly the same. Yeah. In their political views. Yeah, I mean, sure. In Columbus, at least. Yeah, there's probably a lot of uh, a lot of crossover. I uh yeah I always find this this subject interesting because I think like like people uh will sometimes there's like a thing like we don't talk about religion or politics and then but then there's other people that are like we've got to convince everyone we've got to ha- argue with everyone until they all agree with us well yeah you know <laughs> these are like the two ways humans work is like hey that's personal let's let them make an unbiased decision uh and trust trust them to uh interpret correctly or you know use their discretion and then other people are like they have to think like me yeah and we have to tell them and i don't know that i can't say that either one is like really wrong either i kind of does that make sense that that both of those have some merit yeah i mean it would make sense because like you know the they have to think like me thing is like you could be really productive if everyone thought the same you know what i'm saying yeah like if everyone was like for the same thing, you could like 
ah, this is it. We're going to go down to do list and this is all we're going to do. Well, when there's diversity in thought, that creates a lot of innovation. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's like you either get a lot done or you innovate a lot and then you yeah. do less. But that's that, exactly democracy right. is important. <laughs> so when you're, uh, when you're watching TV, you're watching comedy, you're watching drama, you're watching action. I watch uh, comedy shows a lot of times. Do you? Yeah. You, like, don't, you don't feel like you get enough of that at work? <laughs> comedy stuff at work? Yeah, like I'm just joking about being a comedian and watching, yeah, watching a lot of I don't of watch a lot of stand-up. Oh, yeah? You're no, talking I, about like sitcoms? Yeah, like I watch fucking... like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, uh, I don't know, Archer. It was a really good show. Enjoy that shit. Uh, hey, Arnold. <laughs> what did that mean? <laughs> I Hey Arnold wasn't quite a comedy, but I fucking love watching, like, rewatching Hey Arnold. It's great. That was like a Nickelodeon deal. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There was like the whole Nickelodeon lineup, it feels like, that, that kind of was like, rug, yeah. like the Rugrats. Rugrats. I watched a couple Rugrats. Rugrats is like not as good as, well, I've been watching the first couple seasons. Like, I went Hey Arnold, that then OG, Rugrats. Yeah, that OG Rugrats. But yeah. <laughs> Rugrats, Rugrats is fun. Harold, like, uh, like fucking holds up. Harold is some good shit. <laughs> That's that good, good Nickelodeon. Yeah, it's, it's he's such a good boy. What about that live action uh, like uh, Pete and Pete? Oh, I remember Pete and Pete. I remember that vaguely. That was like a smidge before my time. But he I do had remember that really Pete sexy Pete. tattoo on his arm that danced. No, I don't remember that. I remember he talked about his teacher's legs and how it looked like the map of something. Because of <laughs> Oliver Verico's veins. It was gross. <laughs> I remember that a little bit from Pete and Pete. <laughs> or was it Carissa Explains It All? That was good. I Kenan and Kel. Those are live action Nickelodeon shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. And of course, like they've you know gone on or whatever. He's still on SNL, right? Yeah. I don't watch SNL that much, though. You ever watch SNL? Not really. I mean, I mean, I've, comedy or just not SNL? I, like, I haven't watched, like, I don't watch it, like, religiously now. You know what I mean? I, I have watched it. I have, like, the best Will Ferrell somewhere yeah. on DVD. And uh, that's good. I like SNL. People always talk about SNL. It's like, man, it was better before. It's like, no, you just remember the good stuff from before. Yeah. Because they have to make a new sketch show every week. Right. You know, it has to be topical and whatnot. And so it's like half the sketches normally kind of aren't that great. But you yeah, always just, you always just having the good ones out. from before, like in your memory. You know, they always think it's better before. And when you're watching them live, you're like, eh. Well, right, because how many actual sketches could you possibly remember from the amount of time you've been watching the show? There's going to be like four or five that you constantly think about when you think about SNL or whatever, right? Yeah. You're going to have those those classics. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But it's like a cultural, like, kind of uh, thing, too, where the next class always comes in. It's a generational show now. So you've always got the classes battling. It's like the, oh, who would win? The 79 such and such or the 94, you know, such and such when they're talking about football teams or basketball teams. Word. It's the same thing with SNL generations now. Like, oh, imagine Will Ferrell with Dan Aykroyd, you know? <laughs> like, well, I suppose, I'm just saying fantasy like. Fantasy teams. Be, yeah, that would be cool. Will Ferrell, Dan Aykroyd. Well, yeah, Steve Martin. Exactly. Cool. But uh, no, I think it's just. Their memory is like, I remember these good ass sketches from before because you remember the good ones. 
and you just like forget about the shitty ones. And then as you watch it, you're seeing all the shitty ones and a couple good ones in there. Cause there's, you know, from any generation, like that's what I found. Cause that was like the nineties before. And now I don't really watch it, but I see a couple sketches and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. So yeah, it just varies. And, uh, you're probably a little bit more there for it too when you were younger, maybe. Yeah. You ever go back to a show that was uh, maybe pivotal or like huge for you when you were a kid and you go back because it made you laugh so much or whatever and you go back and you watch it and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some things don't hold up. <laughs> you, ever, you ever, like, is there one you could think of? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I remember Eight Crazy Nights. Remember that Adam Sandler movie? That okay. Was animated. I, I don't think watching. I saw that. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was like a musical, but okay. it was like an animated musical. Or it was like it's kind of sad. I don't know. And it was like he did like eight of the voices in it. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was not as good as I remember for sure. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, you were like like all the way into. Yeah, it, I was like, just like everything. I bought right the t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you buy the T-shirt? No, I didn't buy the T-shirt. Oh, okay. I remember watching it a lot. You're more practical than that. Yeah. Although I remember some stuff when I was a kid that holds up, but that's also because I'm dumb and have the mentality of a 13 year old still. But like, uh, what held up? Uh, I don't know. Mighty Python is good still. I like, like I watch Holy Grail and like still like, <laughs> it's, it's like I'm a little bit like, oh, this is a little dumb. But uh, uh, see like Blazing Saddles, it's yeah, still good. Although some Mel Brooks movies like Spaceballs, I remember liking a lot when I was young, and then now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I agree yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah I actually like, do. Like, I yeah, really, really laughed my ass off as yeah. a kid. Yeah, and older, I'm more like, okay, I see what they're doing there. Yeah, yeah. But no, like Monty Python, I definitely because I always like. It seems like every time I rewatch uh, the Holy Grail, I spot somewhere else in the movie where someone's swinging a dead cat against a rug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. There is like always like little subtleties, <laughs> subtleties that you find in that movie, <laughs> like the <laughs> most bizarre shit that yeah. you know you, you just overlook. <laughs> yeah, but it's there's somebody that took the time to say, "No, your job <laughs> is to swing this, uh, you know, dead cat prop at this rug, and you're just gonna do that. Nobody's going to address yeah, or it. Just against a wall, like it was a rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to address it, and you're not gonna get a lot of screen time. <laughs> That's the deal. Yeah, that was and they're like, shit. okay. Yeah, or like Meaning of Life was a good one, too. Oh, yeah. Actually, that one, some of that shit is fucking gold, man. Yeah. Um, death, and li- death and Life are actually the funniest. I think the beginning and the end, yeah. for me, are the funniest parts both, right? <laughs> I am death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Death, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're having that dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> We're really rather busy right now, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> they yeah. just keep putting them off. And the Life one was, was that the Every Sperm is Sacred part? No, no, that's uh, we yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, the second part. That's like after the hospital. It is the part of life, but yeah. like, yeah, they they start in the hospital where uh, where everybody's like got their cameras out, and there this woman's like legs are spread out towards the door, and she's giving birth, oh, and yeah. everybody's like taking pictures. <laughs> yeah, and then the doctor, and then the like owner of the hospital comes in talking to an investor about all the machines, <laughs> and is walking around this oh, like yeah. happening, ta- and introducing him, and oh, this is oh yeah, we got a great deal. <laughs> it's so fucking, yeah. it's such fucking amazing commentary on just how 
these huge corporations don't give a shit about the uh, about the the fucking person that they're serving. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's I don't know it. it it's fucking beautiful uh, satire, I, I think. I yeah. know, it's, I, I'm a big fan of that Profound movie in particular. Shit. That's good. But it's also just silly, and you don't have to think about it either. Yeah. Like, the whole concept of it is just so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, that somebody could be so busy that they don't have time to uh, to talk to death, you know? It's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm actually doing things. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like, I could talk about Monty Python. We could do this. We could, I mean, I'm into it. Do you agree with me that there is a uh, people that are interested in Ren fairs and Monty Python has a huge crossover? I can see that. That makes sense. I are like, you into Ren fairs? I've been to Ren fairs. They're just like a little too expensive for me, to be honest. I've never been to one. I I was invited to one this year and I fucked up and didn't go. It's fun. It's I never, I never, I, I just never happened to get into it. Like it's, I feel like it's a thing I've missed out on. So I remember, far. I went when I was like. 16 or 17 or so like down here like i lived in northwest ohio so it was like a three-hour drive that we went to go to do this because it's south of here and uh wait where'd you grow up and like tiffin okay okay. yeah i grew up in tiffin area a little north of tiffin actually so yeah old fort ohio officially i feel like i i I know that area somehow but anyway we're in the same ballpark yeah like uh drove all the way down there and it was a good time. Like we kind of dressed up. We didn't dress up like in theme, really. Like I remember my friend had like a furry hat, and I had this weird furry coat, and I just kind of <laughs> kind of rocked around in that. <laughs> we we like we weren't of age, drinking age, so we just like smoked a lot of grass in the parking lot. We had this bell organ. It's like this big glass box, like huge, and it's got this guy in it with an organ, and it's got a series of large bells. It was cool as fuck. I think I would have trouble like committing. Like, I have the same problem every Halloween. I have this weird all or nothing mentality, and it's a it's a thing I'm I'm you know seem to be just stuck with, where I feel like if I take on like a costume or something, I have to like commit to this like whole like thing for an evening. Yeah, well, and just- like and, and I'm like I've I've just got to be so into it. That's so that's such a commitment, you know. I, like because to wear something that I'm not going all the way with. Just doesn't it makes me feel like a like a lame ass all night, and you know? I'm just like, yeah, you know, I just put on a poncho and I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a. That's that is true. I get that. Like if you're just like kind of in a costume. Yeah, there's this weird like yeah. shame about that. Yeah, you're just like <laughs> uh, threw this on. <laughs> I remember that I was Audrey Hepburn this year. So. Oh, you went all yeah, yeah. I saw so the pictures. I went pretty yeah, hard. you went all out. And uh, it, it is it's way more fun when you when you go. Yeah, you go hard yeah, like that. yeah, it is true. Because I remember the year before, like I didn't have a costume, and someone's like, "You want this Charmander costume?" I'm like, like it's like one of those onesies with a hood, you know, yeah. like the Pokemon. And I was like, okay. And then yeah, I felt lame in it. I was like, well, this is stupid. <laughs> but Audrey Hepburn, I was balling. <laughs> I was out there with my long cigarette holder and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking when you got thinking. the props to work with, yeah, yeah. I, I had that know, before. I've done that a couple of times. Now I've also like uh failed uh a costume completely that I committed to wholeheartedly. But that was uh some unique circumstances. I got I decided to get body painted. 
for a uh, it was a a video shoot for Doc Robinson's uh, music video. It was a, a costume show. They were had people filming it, and uh, and uh, Nick hit me up. He's like, "Hey, you want to be in this video?" I'm like, "Oh hell yeah!" But then he's like, "Yeah, you got to have a costume," and I was like, "Fucking giant!" So I'm like, uh, "What am I gonna do?" So I just knew this dude that that does body painting. So I was like, "Hey, I just need you to paint my body." So I just was like, I just, <laughs> just went in my quick. shorts, yeah, and I brought like a fifth with me or a handle and uh he he like started painting me up and it was uh fucking awesome but then it was also like i got wasted and he happened to paint a huge middle finger on my back that I know about because <laughs> <laughs> he's like into he's got this thing called nine to five which you can check out it's actually pretty cool but i didn't i didn't realize i had a middle finger on my back like f- flipping off the man yeah <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So I was getting some uh, attention when people saw my back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck you too, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I was committed, but uh, you know it was uh, awkward too. Huh. But I've also had it where like you fucking fall into it, and it's just like just easy to do. Yeah. Do you know, it was. Let me ask you this: uh, as we're like you know thinking about uh, about acting, do you feel like you play a role? Uh, when you're on stage, like, do you have a character? Not really. Like, I notice it's like a. I don't know, because a lot of people tell me I have like an accent on stage. It's weird. Or like, I think you accentuate a lot of uh, yeah, like the silly uh, like yeah uh, accents and things like that a little bit more on stage. Yeah, but you also do them when I'm like having a cigarette uh, out back of shrunken head. Yeah, I feel like it's like a. It's like a, you know, it's obviously a joking around version. And then, like, it's me, but, like, when I'm joking around. But obviously when I'm on stage, I'm joking around the whole time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, because I'll, like, have a cadence when I fucking tell a joke in person. Yeah. And then when I'm on stage, I'm telling jokes the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like a version of me. It's like a, you know, I don't know. But do you also the self is an illusion, man. <laughs> there is no true self. We're all playing a character all the time, dig. Yeah, life is a stage <laughs> and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like the immortal bard said. <laughs> <laughs> do you but do you acknowledge a a distinction between the person you are on stage and the person you are off stage? Yeah, to a de- to a degree. Cuz it's more it's like a it's like a spicy me, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's if I were you with all the right moves. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> ideally, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I throw some wrong moves in there, but like, yeah. Ideally, it's it's yeah, it's like a performance. <laughs> yeah. If I, I, if I was like that all the time, it would be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't want to be. <laughs> well, how y'all doing tonight? Was that, you know, lamp stores, shit like that. <laughs> talk like that all the time before you performed did you have bits that you'd use no no just on it parties or what no like i would never no i'm saying before you performed like before you like no like i wouldn't uh, yeah i like i get your the idea it was like this thing that i would this thing i say always works yeah yeah yeah, exactly but this always works I, i remember having that thought and like no you were. I was like, I got. It. It's got to be fresh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> when I started comedy, I always thought like, like I kind of wanted to do that. I kind of wanted to like come with like a new five minutes every time. 
Like, yeah, yeah like, which is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, I tried to do that when I first started comedy because I thought that was like, I just thought that was like weird. Because I know, there, I mean, I know like most comics obviously do that, but I think like a pre- Patrice O'Neill or whatever never wrote down what he's going to say. He would repeat stuff. All from it was just from memory yeah, but he, he never wrote anything down or something. Is and then, he trying to say he's he's never wrote it down anywhere ever? I guess I don't know. Okay, but like I mean that's the thing. Like and that's my idea was like if I could be just funny, if I could write or think of five minutes on the spot, then you know you know you never have to really write or yeah. whatever, and that would make you a good writer if you had to write. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's so ridiculous. To like, be that witty. Be yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, it's very hard. I think that that we we tend to remember things more eloquently than they happen to. Um, so when things happen in real life that people think were, like, perfectly worded or whatever, like, oh, he told the funniest joke or they made the best point, whatever it may be, like, yeah. we I, we tend to remember things a little bit more dramatically if we liked them at the moment. And uh, when we when we have when we have the ability to write beforehand, like we can think of all of the interpretations and the way that things will be understood and so on and so forth. I don't know, man. It's hard to compete with being able to write a thing. Yeah. I mean, well, there is something to be said about, you know, because that's a lot of that's a lot of the reason people start comedy is like. Because you are witty, and you could just like think of something right, like right in that moment. Yeah, I'm like ah, it's funny. It was like, oh, you just start doing comedy, or whatever. <laughs> you know, or people just vaguely tell you you're funny, and like, eh. But uh, it's a lot harder to be funny on stage. But when you have time to write, like, I don't know, it's important. But when you just go on stage without nothing to, because generally you're funny like in conversation. Like someone will say something, and it'll just like blip, yeah. and then it's like, oh, funny. That's true. I'm saying. I think uh, one thing that maybe uh, creates a difference too is that nobody uh, like you've got far more practice in conversation with random people where you can like actually get the understanding of those dynamics of your relationship to your audience when you're like having a cigarette next to somebody or having a drink next to somebody, the way that they'll respond to you and so on. Like, so those jokes work or those bits work, like whatever. But like when you're on stage, there's completely different expectations yeah yeah right for sure like so the like, relationship they're not is, expecting you to make you laugh right so yeah. if you have the ability to make people laugh interpersonally it may not translate at all yeah. from the ability to make people laugh yeah, when you're sure. expected to make them laugh yeah, yeah, yeah. right there's yeah. like all a whole different ball of wax we're that actually was just a question on uh on a on a uh, yet to be uh released uh, episode of the show, the uh, November eighth show. Somebody asked that question, so listeners, you'll be hearing some uh, different uh, takes on that. Takes on what it takes, like what the difference between uh, like somebody that's funny at a party and somebody that can be funny on stage. Yeah, but I feel like everybody knows that that person if they've like you know hung out or whatever. Like there's the there's like the 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 two different things. I feel like I can you know be entertaining or funny in, in, in on the patio or at the you know at the party or whatever yeah, but yeah. like no nah, not on stage yeah it's yeah it's some shit you you just do both though because you're a baller well i you know that i mean I did the one and i do both now because i've 
tried to do it for a long time. I bet if I bet if you set your mind to it, Mel, you could probably you'd be alright. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta get out there, but like you're funny, so Oh my god, my heart's melting. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just melting you're now. Funny. Like, but that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. You know, you gotta like, you know really you gotta stick at it. Yeah, you gotta do the work. Which comes back to Jason Small's point. In that particular sentence, Smalls was correct, I'll have all of you know. That was. Because it was possessive. It was, yeah. That was yeah. Smalls's point. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. One for Mel on grammar. Although I fucked it up, right? Just now I was saying Smalls. Smalls point. Yeah, that's still that's still possessive. Yeah, but I said Smalls's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that would be a couple glasses deep now, you know. Yeah. You have that. Dude. I am. I have just been thrilled to have you on uh, uh, Lampshade Media presents Unnecessary Stairs. Unnecessary Stairs. Yeah. You. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's right. You know. You. You didn't like it, did you? No. Stupid. <laughs> well, stupid, and I hate it. You've had some time to think about it. Uh, uh, I did have time, but I didn't uh, think about it. So you got to call it uh, Jean Luc Picard's podcast. The Wildcast, because <laughs> I'm sorry. No, not that. Don't, don't call that. <laughs> I saw you. You got a picture of him. <laughs> Jean-Cast the Wildcast. That's what it's called. Jean-Cast the Wildcast. Go with it. Jean-Cast the Wildcast. Jean-Cast the Wildcast. Good stuff. I already know what we can do for branding on this. Uh, Feel like I'm gonna get uh, get going with my people here and get some uh, get some Star Trek tie-ins, but in ways that won't break any copyrights. Yeah, it's got to be like close enough to where people can recognize that we're ripping them off, <laughs> but like not so close that they can sue us for ripping them off. You know what I mean? That Word. sweet spot. Yeah. Maybe I could get some advice from you on that later. I don't know. Oh, I think uh, you know, Shardcast because Jard isn't necessarily. Jean-Luc Picard is like kind of like a no 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 mix. it's just close enough that people will pick it up it's genius yeah, yeah. so I'm into it yeah man <laughs> <laughs> alright well fuck it I, I say I decree uh, that we're in for a brand change brand change new name from here going out is Lampshade Media Presents Jardcast the podcast alright it's been real man whoop <laughs> <laughs> This program is produced by Lampshade Media. Hosted by Mel Milliman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Graphic design by Griffin Browning. Social media by Sam Welch. Voiceover by Ryan Branch. And a special thank you to our sponsors, Paddy Wagon Food, Platform Brewing Company, and The Garden. <laughs>